Thanks for tuning in tonight to the Pod of the West Wind with your host, Mac Gallinson. I got a brand new guest tonight for a goofy chat to bring that Cabian spirit to your home. Tonight, I have with me a living legend, perhaps the raddest guest we'll have for the whole series. You've probably seen him out there crushing stone with his steel forearms or setting anchors with his sweet mustache. Everybody, please welcome Sam Dyer. <laughs> Hey, how's it going? How you doing? <laughs> Good. Thanks for that uh, amazing intro. Yeah, you know, I spent all day on that. I was really excited about it, you know. <laughs> nice. So That's Sam, flattering. what have you been up to? Um, I've been hanging out. I've been staying at my parents' house, um, but I did, I have been working up in the whites. Um, I got a, I've been working as a mountain guide, so pretty much doing the same thing I do at camp, just <laughs> for different clients with a different company. Um, do a lot of rock climbing and yeah. Very cool. That sounds, that sounds like the dream job, honestly. Do you, do, you, um, do you have any good hikes or climbs that you've done recently? So, you know, um, yeah, absolutely. I've been, so I've been able to do a lot of the like really classic climbs mm -hmm. uh, around New Hampshire with my clients. Like a lot of them are new to the area or haven't spent much time climbing. So all of the really popular, really fun rock climbs around Cathedral Ledge and White Horse Ledge. Um, I've gotten to do a few laps on this season and Very it's been cool. great because it kind of, you know, I get to share that experience with, with them and kind of, you know, it's cool. They get to their first time climbing at Cathedral gets to be on this world-class route yeah. um, that may or may not be out of their reach um, otherwise. So it's kind of, it's been, it's been nice to provide that experience. I also, I got to spend a day on, uh, on Washington hiking up Huntington's Ravine, which I hadn't done in oh, years cool. and forgot how, how awesome of a hike that was. Very and, cool. That's one of know, my favorites. I didn't get, yeah, it's amazing. It's a fun little like scramble up the head wall there. And, um, I didn't have good views, unfortunately. It was pretty mm -hmm. socked in, you know, it was like full on ping pong ball up there, yeah, but I get like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's, you know, it, it was better that I got to go up Huntington's because of that because the hiking in itself is so engaging that um not having the views or the uh anything else out there was just fine absolutely I really like that it's funny you, you like the feeling of bringing somewhere someone to a place that you've known from Cabian and yeah. and then you, there's that little bit of, of you go oh like this reminds me of camp and these people have just recently discovered this and it's it's interesting that for those two worlds to mix yeah um, absolutely yeah. Um, well, so Sam, I had some really important questions for you. And I mean, these are really the things that, you know, fans have been asking, you know, not really, but by the way, fans, please ask questions. You know, I, I'm, I'm available on social medias. Let me know your thoughts, you know? So Sam, what I really want to know is of the climbs that you lead in New Hampshire, when you're at camp, do you have any that just really stand out above the rest? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so there's, so at Cathedral Ledge, there's two routes. Mm -hmm. um, one's called They Died Laughing and one's called Bird's Nest. And I bet if, you know, if any of the kids who have come on climbing trips have probably heard these names thrown out, but they're like ultra classic four star crack climbs. And crack climbing is a super unique style of climbing. Um, it's one of my favorites because, you know, it's a lot, it's, it's a far cry from stuff you do in the gym. Um, it kind of feels way different and just the style is very, is very cool. But these two in particular, um, 
super high quality, like from first move to last move, every move is really good. Um, they're not too hard, but they're kind of like getting towards hard. So you get a little work, you have to think a little bit. Um, it's not just a total cruise, but it's also another thing where you're getting super scared or having to try at your absolute limit. Um, it's that perfect level of engaging and comfort. I got to think a little bit every single time I do them and I've done them a bunch each and every single time I have to, you know, it takes a little work. It ha it's not, uh, it's not a, give a gimme. Though I am trying to imagine what that's like to adjust to someone who's not Sam Dyer. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, it's a little hard. Like, okay, I'm yeah. on my bottom, on the bottom of that. Oh, yeah. It'd be terrible. For sure. I mean, yeah, <laughs> experience comes into play there for sure. But, you know. Definitely. Wait, so speaking of experience, I mean, so I've, I've heard a lot about, about your off-season really just yeah. adventures, I'd call them, because that's, that's, it seems like that's, you've been living the absolute dream life when you're away from camp. And I mean, Tell yeah, us about been, that. It's been pretty good. Yeah. So for, so ever since what, 2016, um, I've been out of college and, you know, for many years now I've worked seasonal jobs where, you know, I work at camp in the summer, leading climbing trips. And then in the winter, I've been out at Alta ski area and okay. out right outside of Salt Lake, Utah. Yeah. Um, I've been living at the Peruvian lodge there right at the base of the ski resort. The, the lodge in the winter will house me, they feed me, and they cool. pay for my ski pass. And I get to ski, you know, I've skied like 120 days, 130 days a year, you know, it's, for four years. It's so amazing. That's, that's everyone's absolute dream. And if you're, and if you're a skier, like, you know, you, you know, Alta is a pretty well-known name. It's <laughs> the best, it's the best snow in the world. Like we get tons of it every year. It's the perfect consistency. And you know, we're skiing pal all the time. So, the you know, I've been super lucky to have that opportunity and do tons of skiing because skiing really is, that's, you know, everyone knows me as a climber from camp, but skiing is my first love. And huh. um, so being able to do it in that venue that much is super lucky. And then, that's a pretty exclusive tidbit that skiing is your first love there. That's a good one. That's, that's. Yeah, skiing is my first love. Listeners only here. My, you know, my, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, but yeah, ever since I was four years old, you know, my, we went skiing almost every weekend, every winter when I was growing up and I raced in high school and yeah, just, uh, you know, continue. Well, here's it. a question. So you grew up in Harvard, Mass, right? Yeah. And so you are someone who's transitioned from East to West Coast skiing. And I actually recently had a moment where I tried skiing on the West. I was in Aspen with a friend and got, oh my, wow. It is like, you know, and I'm sorry, East Coast campers, and, you know, don't let this go to your head, West Coast campers, I guess, but, like, the skiing is superior in the West. I think I've discovered that. It was, it was, it was a big deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It really is. Yeah, there's no, there's no contest, and, and, you know, the whole, there's, there's, there's good skiing out here, but the, the snow is worse, you know, there's not as much terrain. It doesn't mean it's not fun, like, skiing is skiing, and all skiing is mm -hmm. fun, but, yeah, I mean, I, it's really hard to beat going out west and and you know going skiing up in the big mountains and just the whole mm -hmm. like snow aside like the terrain is way bigger the mountains mm -hmm. are bigger there's more it's just it's a whole different a whole different vibe hey so yeah. sam i have to ask you something uh laura and i were talking earlier um and she actually said something very nice about you and it was that you, she's identified that you're someone who really needs their alone time and i think that a lot of campers can kind of you know identify with that and being yeah. at camp is kind of difficult when 
you know, you want to, you want to go do your own thing. And, and really it's kind of hard to be truly, truly alone at camp, you know? So, right. um, and I guess it's interesting though, because everyone at camp loves you so much and they know who you are and you're, and you're all around the community. And so like, I guess I want to know how you balance that kind of, how, how do you balance that in your, in your work as a counselor? Right. You know, I mean, I think part of like my need for it is just, I'm fairly, I'm fairly introverted, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's just been kind of my whole thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, camp is an intensely social environment, right? Like you're mm -hmm. surrounded by people all the time. You live in tight quarters. Um, and I think like for someone like me, it can get exhausting a little bit mm -hmm. being surrounded by people and being constantly, you know, socially active. And sometimes I just find myself getting very worn out mm. on that sort of constant interaction and plus add that to the stress of the job and being a counselor is a very stressful thing. So those two things combined can kind of like become very taxing very quickly. And the whole like trying to find time to be alone, that's just my way of coping with it. And I think most counselors and most people out there for whatever job they do have their way of coping with stress and other things like that. And mine is just trying to find little bits of time here and there for me to kind of be relatively alone, take a breath, relax, and like be alone with my thoughts for a little bit. Um, and this does, and it doesn't really mean like spending hours in isolation um, or days alone. You know, it's it could be, you know, hanging out alone on Woodchuck's dock during mm. play swim for a little bit, or like packing for my trip in the trips room alone. You know, that was always a really fun thing for me. Like if I ended up in the trips room alone, just having 25 minutes to like do my thing and pack my trip, like the way that I usually do it, that was enough to kind of like reset my, my social, you know, meter a little well, bit. I mean, they do talk about introversion, extroversion as like what recharges your batteries, you know? And so, yeah, exactly. And so, so that like, sort yeah. of alone time does that for me. Um, yeah. It just like allows me to take a breath for a second and, you know, focus on the thoughts that are in my head and, um, you know, just helps me reset a little bit. Absolutely. And it's not, you know, it's not like born out of like ill will or, you know, you know, be, me being annoyed by other people or anything. It's just like, I need, I need a second to like gather myself mm. before going into the dining hall or, you know, something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, I've heard, and I know that you have some crazy stories from when you were a camper. Yeah, yeah, I probably got a few. Yep. Let's let's hear. I want to know what kind of camper you were. You paint us a picture. You know, what kind of camper I was. <laughs> I mean, I was like, man, I was just out on trips all the time. I was like that classic trips kid who, uh, you know, I, you, I think you know my like eagles and owls year. I think combined. So August session, two thousand ten and two thousand eleven. I was in camp maybe like four days. Setting wow. aside like setting aside Sundays and like first and last day of camp, like days where there are trips Four going business out. days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if there was a trip going out a day, I was out on a trip. Like there were, you know, there were hardly days where I was in camp um, when a trip was going out. So I was, I was always that kind of kid who I was always hiking, rock climbing. I went on a few kayaking trips here and there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I did a sailing trip when, when I was young. Um, I just got drawn to that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, one of my like favorite stories to tell was uh, crazy. It was on a trip. Um, 
and I forget what year it was. It must have been like 2000, 2008 or nine. So it was like a beaver, my beaver's year. And we were going, we were climbing at Rumney. It was a three-day Rumney climbing trip. And one of the days we're at the parking lot wall, which is a super popular wall at Rumney. It's right near the parking lot. Um, tons of great moderate climbs. And we were climbing there for the day. And we were kind of hanging out. And the way it started, this kid, Sam Zajac, who's actually, who's from my hometown. I'm still friends with him. But he was tying in to go to do the climb. Mm-hmm. And we're all just kind of sitting around talking and out of nowhere this guy who was next to us walks up and says to sam zajac who's tied into the rope like hey kid you ever got the crap kicked out of you before <laughs> and so and like sam like i sam is paralyzed and we're all like what and <laughs> our, our counselor aaron leflin turns and was like what what are you doing and the guy starts yelling at Aaron and yelling at us. And eventually we figure out he's yelling at us because he thought we were making fun of him and his girlfriend who were climbing right next to us. And, and to be fair, to be fair, um, (laughs) we were, we were being mean. We were talking, (laughs) we were making fun of um, this group past them. And, and it wasn't nice what we were saying, but like we were calling them Gumbies. And in climbing, a Gumby is like a newbie climber. Um, it's like a Jerry for skiing or something like it's, you know, they don't really, they don't really have it together, really. And so we were being, we were being kind of mean and elitist or whatever. So we were talking some crap, but this guy thought we were talking about him. So this like 30 year old dude comes over and accosts a bunch of young kids. And so him and Aaron are going back and forth and, and the guy's like, what are you from a summer camp or something? And Aaron's like, yeah, man, like we got a bunch of kids here, like chill out. <laughs> he's like what summer camp are you from and Aaron's like I'm not telling you that he's like no I need to know I want to call and complain and Aaron goes camp happy pines and that was the first time I'd ever heard that uh that before and the guy's like what are you serious and it's like no of course I'm not serious like get out of here stop this stop yelling at my kids stop accosting my children and it, they they kind of they go back and forth a little bit and then the guy like moves on and whatever and so we and we we laugh about it or whatever we go about our we go about our day um and i don't know maybe like an hour later we're kind of packing up and we weren't talking about we weren't saying anything bad about anyone but we said something that he thought was about him and he popped right up again and it was like hey you're talking smack again and everyone's like dude no <laughs> settle down leave it alone and then this guy's girlfriend who's up on the wall at this point yells down babe, do I need to come down there? I know karate. And I'm like, whoa, all right. (laughs) Gonna break out some karate chops on a bunch of 12 year olds. Like, sweet. Yeah, you're doing great. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Yeah, and just absolutely baffling experience. And the other really funny thing is the whole time this is going on, the other counselor, I forget his name, the other counselor on the trip, didn't say a word. He said nothing the whole time. <laughs> he was facing the other way, like not looking at the situation. Like, like he's like, "This is not. I'm not dealing with this today. Like, this is out of my hands." Aaron handled it just fine. So he he just like did his own thing. That's absurd. I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine taking on you know like seven twelve year olds. I got to be honest. Right. Like, well, especially as like a grown up. Like, you know, yeah. we're both adults now. Like, can you imagine going up to a bunch like a twelve year old and 
telling him you're going to beat him up? Like, You'd have to be a really violent man. That that yeah, seems like I, quite a violent man. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was not. Yeah. It was, I mean, I'm glad it worked. Like nothing happened. And I, but. That's, well, that, that's, that's an absurd story. I, that, that, that might be one of the, yeah. one of the best ones we've had. As I mean, far as like, as, as far as like crazy, crazy camp stories, like that's my craziest one. Not like nothing crazy happened. It was just like an insane situation that we found ourselves in. Yeah, yeah. And you know that I mean, maybe it's a good lesson. Like you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, maybe you shouldn't say it because <laughs> someone twice your age is going to come threaten to beat you up. Next but, time you want to call but, someone you know, a Gumby, maybe think twice. Think I'm twice, a Gumby. Yeah. I'm a proud Gumby. <laughs> I, I actually have to say. Yeah. Well, and granted, we were pretty. We were probably pretty Gumby-ish too. I think they were doing. You know what? I think they were doing something that. I think what it was is they were on an easy route. Uh-huh. And I think we heard a kid ask, he was like, can I get some beta? He was like on the route. He was like, can I get some beta on this route? And what he's asking for is info on the route. Like, how do I do this move? And I think it was an easy enough route that we didn't really think it warranted asking for beta. Some beta. So I think that's why we, I think that's why we were uh, um, giving them the business. Well, climbing's got a quite an interesting set of terms, huh? There's, oh, there's yeah. a lot of special terms. Oh, absolutely. That's good. Yep. I got to get into that. No, it, you probably heard you probably heard it going on in the staff lounge every now and again, like Colin and I just saying a bunch of ludicrous words you've never heard. Yeah, I thought you were speaking yeah. a different language. It could have been a dialect. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Did you what ever hear someone do? speaking like East Coast climber or West Coast climber, and you're like, I do not speak this? It's it's no, it's pretty universal. You'll, you'll get different accents though. Like okay, okay. Like West Coast, all like, oh, bro, can I get some beta on this route <laughs> real quick? And then you know, New England's like. Hey, can I get some? Can I get some beta over here? You know, like some Boston accent or New York accent good. or something like that. That was good. No. You've mastered the accents, and I bet the, the the French would have an interesting time with those words as oh, well. Oh yeah, well say. we 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 see a lot of um, Quebec climbers in, oh, cool. in New Hampshire on our trips, and yeah, so we definitely hear a lot of a lot of French beans. I always feel like they're they're. Um, making fun of the americans while they're down there i will say like it seems like it i mean like it we're seems both a little yeah like it always seems a little hostile whenever they're around yeah you know i mean like i hear snickering <laughs> <laughs> i think i have been snickered at on a couple hikes with Kevin yeah. you well, know whatever whatever you know we're snicker worthy a lot of the times yeah. uh, on trips. <laughs> yeah. i mean <laughs> yeah i mean we're, we're yeah that's my, we're my one of my questions when when i'm leading a hike is i'm always what what are like what are people thinking you know what i mean like people walk yeah, by right? well they probably think we're a summer camp i'm sure but i also think like as summer camps go we're pretty we're a unique one you know what i mean <laughs> I, well i've been asked i got asked once if um when i was with i forget what year it was and who my co-counselor would have been but we got asked if the kids were ours <laughs> and i said i was like yeah they're yeah they're <laughs> And but I didn't realize what they were asking. They were asking if we were a couple and yeah. we had six kids with us. And I think I, and I think I was like nineteen at the time. So I was like, he, you know, he elaborated after I said yes, and I'm like, oh, oh, no, 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 like, no, 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 they're not mine. <laughs> yep, that's awesome. Which probably, and I, I didn't say immediately after that that they were camp like summer campers. So I said, oh, they're not mine, and I'm not sure if that oh, made the situation. Good, better. I'll just walk away. <laughs> We've had like we've had uh we've had like children from other like campsites come over and hang out before because like we were no way you know, oh yeah like can I have s'mores or something like oh, that and, that's like, actually yeah, dude, so sad you're like yeah. of course you can come join our camp for a little bit absolutely and, <laughs> yeah well that's happened that's happened like once or twice and it was actually I mean yeah like they're good you know they were both good kids both times it happened and it was kind of fun it's kind of cool like, meeting someone new yeah. <laughs> 
meeting someone new in the woods, nothing better, except yeah. you know, well, be, we're, and, be safe I mean, about and, it. And, and like, we're climbers, like we're car camping. Like I can see their campsite right there. And like, oh, I forgot climbers car camp. Yeah, we're not in the backcountry. Uh, like, okay, yeah. and here right we're getting to, to something. <laughs> got the full kitchen kit, the two burner stove. It's very, it's very plush. You know, at times I think, God, I would really love to. I, I think that would be, you know, that that'd be the lux, you know. But also, there's just a part of me that I really just need to be dirty. I need to get up there. I need to bring all my crushed buns. <laughs> you know, I need to sleep. There needs to be. Yeah, bugs, absolutely. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a different experience. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I think we're. It's the classic. It's the classic hiker climber. You know, yeah, it's the back and forth. The world may never know, and they're both great. Actually, I've had fun doing both. They're sick. I will. Yeah, I will say we are definitely not clean, though. If that's your differentiation, <laughs> we are not clean. I we actually, I, clean. I didn't think you guys were that clean. I didn't want to offend. <laughs> maybe cleaner. Maybe cleaner than you. Maybe we don't smell as bad as you do. But that's true. It's become yeah. a mark of pride in the hiker community, and I, I appreciate it. I hope it continues. <laughs> Absolutely, no. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. So, Sam, I have good news and bad news. The good news is that you have probably told what has been the most bizarre amount of stories and collections of knowledge that, that I've heard yet. And that's awesome. And the good news is it was great talking to you. Um, yeah, the bad news too. is we are unfortunately out of time um, for this uh, segment. Right. But I hope yeah. you tune in as soon as this is put up. Um, yeah, and man. we'll be sure to keep everyone notified. Um, and thanks for a great chat. Absolutely. Hey, can I give a quick shout out real quick? Please do. So, hey, for you listeners, um, as you heard that I'm working for a guide service up in New Hampshire, if you guys are interested in going rock climbing or hiking or rappelling or anything like that, um, reach out to me. You can get my um, contact info through camp. Um, I would be happy to take you guys out. Um, I would love to see some familiar faces if you're looking to get out into the mountains and have an adventure. Um, but, you know, if I don't, we'll see you next summer. So. That sounds awesome. I might, I might take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.